Welcome to Black Belt Selling with Stephanie and Anna Scheller. We are embarking on a four-part series about a very key, important part of the sales process known as answering objections. Now, most people, when it comes to objections, feel that the conversation is over. The customer no longer has interest in moving forward. But in this four-part series, we're not only going to help you see a different perspective on objections, but we're going to help you move through objections to get to a yes as often and more importantly, more often than you currently are. So Stephanie, today's topic is an extremely important sales topic. And really, to be honest, it's a very important communication topic. So really, I believe sales is all about communication. But this particular topic seems to stump a lot of people. It stops so many sales that are in the making Mm -hmm. and so many agreements and so much negotiation. Because when people hear these things, they go, oh, guess it's over. Yep, Can you guess what that is? Objections. Objections. Now, objections, what is your experience with objections? I'm just kind of curious. <laughs> well, are you talking about my most recent experience or are you talking about when I first got started in sales? Um, <laughs> Let's, you know, you pick. I, I'm, I'm cool. I think our audience would love to hear about all those wonderful sales you made in spite of objections, Stephanie. Oh, right. All the ones I made when I was first getting started. So uh, objections and I have a crazy relationship. Um, It's like a, um, yeah, well, I can't think of a good analogy, but I I went from dreading (laughs) them, hating them, to this mindset that I was better than objections, right? Like, um, I'm a sales trainer, so... <laughs> I love it. If I'm getting an objection. It's because they don't know what they're doing. Because I know what I'm doing, and so uh, for uh, for a while there, there was a period where I had this perspective that I should not get objections. And so when I got an objection, it got into my head like, well, I'm a sales professional. I'm a sales trainer. I know the sales process. I know I took them through it correctly. So if I'm getting an objection, I started to think that it meant that they weren't interested because clearly it couldn't be anything on my, I must've done the sale flawlessly. And Whoa. Now, I've, now I've started to realize that um, I'm not a much humbler version of who I used to be. Well, I don't know if I can claim that after saying that, but. <laughs> so, so what has, what has changed about your perspective of objections that it's, so you're telling me that, you, you saw objections as something that was the, the signal to close the sale down. This wasn't going to work. Move on. Find somebody that wasn't going to give you such a hard time, right? Yeah, because, you know, I was reaching a point where I was like, well, you know, I only want to work with people who really want to work with me. And if they're giving me objections, then clearly they don't actually want to work with me. And that was, that was the story I started to play in my head. And then I started to realize um, about, I guess, maybe a year, year and a half in, I started to realize that it really wasn't, it wasn't that at all. If they were giving me objections, it didn't mean they weren't interested in working with me. Sometimes it meant, you know, like I would sit here and be like, oh, well, I know I delivered the sales presentation flawlessly. How could they have questions? Right? The problem is that people get stuff stuck in their head, right? And so they go off and I was delivering my sales presentation flawlessly, right? They got stuck back here 
and they weren't even hearing anything I was saying. So now they're asking questions on something I already thought I answered. And I'm sitting here going, wow, well, you're an idiot. It's not a good mindset to have to get the sale, by the way. Yes. Well, it's not. And, and here's the thing. I'm currently running a Twitter poll. So for our audience that's listening or watching, because this will be on TV, for our audience that's listening, I'm big on Twitter. I run a Twitter chat and um, I, I just really enjoy it. And Twitter's a great place to get information. So I put up a poll and the poll asked the question, what does a sales objection mean to you? A buyer's signal that the sales conversation is over or a buyer's signal for more information. And like Stephanie, early in her career, most people believe that it's all about the sale is over. They're not interested. They don't want to have anything to do with it. But here's a wonderful quote by Brian Tracy. And uh, Brian, if you're listening, thank you for this quote. Hmm. But you need to treat objections as requests for more information. Now, how has that changed in the way you view objections, Stephanie? Well, so now what I've started to look at as an objection, I've started to look at it as they are bringing forward concerns, right? And they're looking, if they're, if they're bringing forward actual active concerns, right? You can tell when someone's giving you an objection, that's just 100% an excuse to get off the phone or out of the sales meeting, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you can tell if that person is like, yeah, that sounds great. Why don't you send me a quote? And it's like, oh, Yeah, send me information. Right. Talk to my partner, but that's a whole other story. That's another story right there. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but you know, the reality is I started to realize that when they're asking for, they're, they're asking me for information to help them move towards the best decision for them. Right. right? They want to make sure we all have an inherent self-defense mechanism right? We want to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. And that's all they're looking for is I need, I, I'm on the fence. I need some more information to know that this is truly the best option for me. And it's not going to put me in a bind, right? Because how many times have you made a, uh, you made a purchase decision and ended up regretting it because it limited you from being able to do something else or, you know, we, we have all had those experiences. So that's what they're looking for is, how is this going to make sure, how do I make sure this is the best decision for me? And they're asking what's cool about objections is they're actually trying to point you towards the information that they need most to make the decision. And that, so when, when people are looking at objections as a problem, as an obstacle, right? Objections are a blessing. That is them saying, Hey, go over here. I need you to sell me this. And we're all sitting here going, how dare you want me to go over there? I want to go over here. Well, right like they they're they're the one it's their wallet it's their money do what they want at least at least you know where it's legal well and that is really important because i think we get in our heads right we think we know what they need we know what they want and we know how to move them along so um i love the definition of an objection by our dear friend well i think he's our dear friend Jeb Blunt of the Sales Gravy, and um, he has a book completely on objections, and his definition of an objection is this. It's an explicit expression by a buyer that a barrier exists between the current situation and what needs to be satisfied before buying from you. 
beyond that, it's an indication, and here's where people miss it, and I've missed it too. It's an indication that a buyer is engaged, which, according to Jeb, sure beats apathy, which I agree. I would I, rather have a conversation. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if people don't ask me enough questions, I don't think they're interested, to be quite honest, right. in right. anything I'm doing. Questions mean they're thinking. Questions mean they're engaging. Questions mean they want more information so that they want to buy from you, but they have to be able to tell themselves there's a good reason for it. So yes. objections, oh my gosh, objections are so powerful and they're so important in the sales process. And we have, to, we have to develop the right thinking about them in order to properly leverage them in order to best serve our customers. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I, I do, because I think a lot of times we come into dealing with objections with the same mindset that I had when I first got started in sales, which is this incredibly combative mindset. Okay. Uh, you not know, you. when I first, what was that? I said, not you. Oh, no, no. I'm such a simple, quiet, non-confrontational um, individual. Um, in case Don't you guys. Believe her. Don't <laughs> believe her. But that's okay. That's okay. I'm the, I'm the timid one that would shy away. But anyway, go ahead. Tell but, us so, what you so I would go into these sales situations and when it came time to objections, I mean, I got combative. And I think a lot of times people do because when someone's objecting to you, right, they're putting you on the defense. If you think back to how our brains are programmed, right, we still have a lot of programming in our brains from early caveman days. And our brains do not like the concept of conflict because if you think back to the early caveman days, what happened if you got in a fight with your cave, with your clan, right? So you lived in a clan of people who lived in a cave. And if you got in a fight and they kicked you out of the clan, you were no longer, you didn't have a place to stay for the night. And there's a pretty high likelihood you were going to die, right? The saber tooth tiger, something was going to get you. And so we're programmed, right? That conflict is bad. Conflict is life-threatening. And so right. when someone comes to us with a different perspective, our automatic, and I love the way Jeb talks about this, right? Getting them off the ledge because our automatic instinct is fight or flight. Okay. Yeah. My automatic instinct is fight for a lot of people. It's, it's flight, right? Just right. shut down the conversation. Um, neither one of those works. Neither one of those works. They don't. But we have to recognize that fear is a natural response. There's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong. It doesn't make you a bad salesperson. Just recognize that fear is a natural response. And according to Rachel Huber, fear is the brain's way of saying that there is something important to overcome. Now, but we have to keep in mind, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but let's keep in mind the buyer's perspective. The buyer right. is getting ready to make a commitment with money. So actually, the more questions they ask, the better you have to educate and engage with them to help them see the benefit that they will gain by working with you. So mm -hmm. the buyer has fear and it's our job and the walls immediately go up, right? Right. It, it's very natural for us to feel those barriers going up. And what we have to do, which we'll discuss in the next segment, what we have to do is we have to work to lower those barriers, put them at ease, realize that we're not an adversary. 
See, objections tend to bring the adversary out in both sides, but we're there to help them, not to steal from them, not to harm them. And so it's important that we recognize they are fearful, we are fearful, but we're prepared to deal with the situation. And right. so, like you were saying, the whole idea of coming off the ledge, there are ways to do that that are extraordinary. And they're not just about helping us, they're about helping the customer. Right. And so what we're gonna do at this point is we're simply going to ask you, our listeners, what do you think those ways are? What are things you've done? We would love to hear from you in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups. You know, follow us there, ask some questions, engage us in this. And uh, in the next episode, you're going to hear some ways that you can bring everybody off the ledge, continue the conversation, and get that sale that you're after. Any last words, Steph? Just calm down, y'all. Objections are great. You just got to remember to think of it from that perspective. And that's the biggest key to objection handling is to remember. I mean, you know, the first step in the objection handling process is agree with the customer. And I think that sums it up perfectly. You know what? That's great. I'm glad you're thinking that way. Let's talk through that. And there you go. Now you've walked yourself off the ledge. You've given yourself time to think and you're giving them the chance to talk more. And that's the big key here. The concept of the ledge came from Jeb Blunt's book, Objections, the ultimate guide for mastering the art and science of getting past no. To get more information, go to salesgravy.com and there you can find out more about Jeb and his book. Thanks for joining us. Make it a great week.